0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. This is the podcast where a guy with a film degree
1: and a guy who's recording while a severe thunderstorm goes through his city, and maybe it's not a good time for audio, but whatever.
0: Talk to you about movies.
1: I still know how to work a DVD player, though. (laughs) This week, we're going to talk to you about the 2006 remake of the I don't know what year movie. Dan, what year was the old one made?
0: Uh, the Poseidon Adventure came from 1972.
1: Yeah, so 20, no, 34 years later, we see Kurt Russell in Poseidon.
0: All that on this episode of Brownie Points. Alright everybody, welcome to the show. This week, our second trip in the time machine took us to 2006, and our time machine landed in a ship that's upside down. Uh, Nick, uh, do you care to explain what happened, why we landed here?
1: (laughs) You see, what happened was, there was this wave, and this wave was rogue, it's a rogue wave, it happens, they're dangerous, they're unpredictable. And it just smashed it into the side of the ship and flipped it over. There explosions. And now they need a cage man to uncage the caged ship in the water. It's upside down. Yeah, it's Poseidon.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Nick Cage. Yes, that is why. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I gotta go get on my motorcycle and ride upside down on a building that's underwater. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yes, that is where we've landed, uh... We are in 2006 and we are watching Poseidon, the remake of the original film, The Poseidon Adventure from 1972, which is also based on the novel by Paul uh, Galiso. I hope I said that right. Uh, But this film itself is written by Mark Protasevich. Nope, I'm not going to try to say that again. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's written by Mark and it is directed by Wolfgang Peterson. If that name rings a bell, this guy has a phenomenal film career. Uh, he started out in Germany just primarily doing German shorts, TV movies, things like that. And then he made his name by directing the 1981 German classic
1: Das Boot. He then did the never-ending story. So, fun fact: Did you know that uh, the guitar I made in high school was so big? That's the nickname my dad gave it. Was DOS boat? Oh, seriously? I didn't know that. Yeah, he because because the uh, the paint scheme on it. He was like, oh, it looks like a World War One. World War One. <laughs> when I emphasize the one, right? <laughs> <laughs> German naval flag, like the paint scheme, and it's. Uh, <laughs> It's got the... <laughs> so it was it was the paint scheme and it was so big he nicknamed it dos boat right
0: <laughs> that's funny um, anyway uh after dos boot he did the never-ending story the children's classic uh he also did the clint eastwood film in the line of fire the morgan freeman film outbreak the harrison ford film air force one The Mark Wahlberg film, The Perfect Storm, and then the Brad Pitt film, Troy. And now Poseidon is his last big-budget Hollywood movie. He's literally not made uh, a big Hollywood film since. Uh, He did do a German film called For Against the Bank. Which I personally don't know anything about. I didn't look that up that much. In my I think book. it was
1: four people against the bank. I'm gonna. I'm. I mean, I'm just guessing, but right. <laughs> probably. But
0: that was his last film that he's ever made, and that was back in 2016. So it's been four years since he's made a movie. So I guess it's one to assume that he's retired. But anyway, just looking at his resume,
1: <laughs> is he one of those people where we're gonna find out later he's dead, so he's for sure retired?
0: No, Wolf. No, Wolfgang is still alive. I know that for sure. Wolfgang is still alive.
1: Why did you see him at the store?
0: No, because Wikipedia and IMDb both say he's still alive. And he's still German, so. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't stop. But anyway. (laughs) But anyway. Unlike life. Right, 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 right. Uh, But anyway, uh, Poseidon, his last big budget, well, we can even say American film. uh, It stars Kurt Russell. Josh Lucas, Richard Dreyfus, and Emmy Rossum. Uh given that this is your uh pick for our second film that we saw this week, uh I'll yield the floor to you for your hot take like we always do with our movies. Uh Nick, give us a little backstory to if you ever saw this film before and uh what was it like watching this movie uh for this revisit?
1: Holy crap, did you hear that?
0: <laughs> I thought that was you adjusting in your in your futon.
1: <laughs> that was thunder. No, since I got my new desk chair that doesn't totally destroy my back to sit in for more than twenty minutes, uh, I record actually record at my desk. That's not my futon. That was thunder. Oh, um, nice. So I had never seen this movie before, and I, I have uh, my when my curiosity for this happened was when when they were advertising the remake coming out. I thought it looked pretty neat. And my dad's like, hey, that's actually a remake of, I didn't know, 1974. He's like, this is a movie from, like, when I was a kid. Uh, It's a remake of it. And I never saw it, uh, either one. And uh, I'm kind of bummed about that. Um, This has been a movie that, kind of similar to a few other movies that uh, we've watched on the show, have been movies that I've been meaning to watch, but you, like... Nothing to take away from this movie. Who on earth sits around and is like I want to watch two thousand six beside. I want to watch two thousand six beside. I want to watch two thousand six beside. Right. <laughs> like who sits around doing that? Um, well, the, so, the the
0: older one, I don't blame them. The older one actually had some big stars in it. Like uh, it had Gene Hackman and um,
1: this had Richard Dreyfuss and Kurt Russell in it. They're pretty big stars too. The
0: older one had Gene Hackman, Ernest Borgnine, and Shelley Winters in it. Like that's not a terrible top three build.
1: It had Mermaid Man.
0: Yeah, he's known for more than Mermaid Man. Good Lord.
1: (laughs) It had Mermaid Man. Is this how Mermaid Man began is because his boat flips upside down and he gets sucked out and dies and then he gets a starfish on his face.
0: No, Ernest Borgnine is more is known more than
1: SpongeBob. (laughs) My Mermaid Man impression is pretty spot on. (laughs) Just like all oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Get to the Invisible Boat Mobile! Barnacle Boy!
0: Way! Why do I sound...
1: <laughs> I sound more like the fish reporter announcer guy than Ernest Borgnine.
0: <laughs> My leg!
1: <laughs> My leg! Um, This movie. Um, yeah,
0: back to, back to Poseidon.
1: <laughs> back to the point. Um, but no, I, I saw this or I, I remember seeing the trailer for this and just finding it a very fascinating concept of, um, you know, if it were to flip upside down and there was an air bubble and people were in the ship, what would happen? Um, and I always wanted to see it and I just never did. Um, and I remember roughly a month ago, actually telling you, I was interested in this and it showed up on it showed up somewhere with a rep like it, i saw a hulu. reference to it
0: it was it's 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 on no, no, no. hulu
1: no i mean I, I a reference to it showed up somewhere and i was like oh my oh. god 2006 Poseidon, and then i looked it up and found it was on hulu i okay um yeah. but i was not pleasantly surprised um that's not the right word i it was better than i expected i give this a full pan Uh, for the people that don't know what our incredibly bizarre grading scale is that I came up with over a year ago. uh, It is a uh, full pan of brownies with sprinkles is the highest rating we can give. It's a near-perfect movie. The second highest rating we can give something where basically it's missing little sprinkles of something that make it the best possible movie is a full pan of brownies, which is what I give this. A half pan is it's all right. It's not terrible. It's not great. But, you know, uh, if it was, you know, pretty bad, but there's something decent in it, it's a single brownie. And then a movie that uh, is so bad, it can't even be considered brownies. There's nothing brownie about it. It's a uh, cookie full, raisin cookie, cookie full of raisins, whatever. I give this uh, a full pan. Mm. Uh I found it very entertaining uh when I was texting you about. I've got a lot of notes from this movie because Yeah, you had way movie, more notes than I did. <laughs> this movie would have been a great movie for me and Dan to do a not necessarily a commentary track for, but like hey, do you want to listen to Nick lose his mind for the first time he ever watches this movie? Um I came up with a very neat idea we'll get into in the spoiler section. Um, It involves this and another Aquatics movie series that we have seen for the show. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I remember what you are talking about. I love this idea. (laughs) uh,
1: I thought it was um, very uh, ironic and funny that someone from Jaws was in this movie. (laughs) Like, Uh that guy just needs... (laughs)
0: That was one of my notes. Was oh wow, we're watching Richard Dreyfus again. Like less than a month later. Like,
1: <laughs> uh, well, getting actually kind of diving in further to the casting. This movie, I think, is the is the movie where I have spent the most time going. Where do I know that guy from? Like every single person in oh. this movie. Oh, you, got... s-
0: you say that. Keep talking. I'm gonna pull up this other guy's resume that I wanted to talk to you about specifically. <laughs>
1: Okay. It's got Kurt Russell in it. It's got the captain from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Fergie, for some reason. Um, It's got Richard Dreyfus. It's got um, uh, the daughter, Kurt Russell's daughter. I was like, I've seen her in something. Like, I spent so much time (laughs) figuring out, like – I'm not even kidding you. I didn't tell you this. I actually paused the movie because I'm I kept going on IMDB like every time a character showed up on screen. I'm like, why do I know this person? Dude. And the, the Richard dude, Richard Dreyfus, I'm not even kidding you. I know we just did Jaws, but something that you have to remember is I'm really terrible with actors and remembering like names and right, stuff like that right. for, for movies. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. I saw Richard Dreyfus, and I was like, "Why do I know who that who that is? And why do I recognize that voice?" <laughs> we just saw and him I'm a not month kidding ago. You. I well, I was like, I was like, I I, I looked up the movie, and it said Richard Dreyfus, and I was like, "Okay, Richard Dreyfus is the homosexual guy in this movie. Cool." And then I was like, "Wait, why do I know who that is?" So then I looked up his IMDb, and I just shouted, "Oh my God, he's on another boat!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, got, well, I got, I got I, I got this scar. From my wife,
0: because she broke my heart.
1: (laughs) And then he's like, I got this scar from when my boat capsized, but I was still in it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, anyway, so I, I I didn't tell you this. I actually paused the movie for a solid five minutes because I just looked up so many people in this movie because I was like, where do I know them from? Like, did you
0: did you happen the, to look up the Josh cast? Lucas? Did you happen to look up Josh Lucas?
1: I think so, but I didn't really care for him that much. Yeah, but he was he was like the one of the guys from um, uh, Cloverfield, wasn't he?
0: oh if he was in cloverfield i didn't get that far in his imdb uh no it was no no no. i take that back no it was no he was not in cloverfield. it was the
1: the boyfriend slash character in this was the main guy in cloverfield
0: <gasps> hold on oh 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 hold on i'm i'm pulling up that guy if i can find
1: him in this uh might. My... hang on a second i'm pulling it up too hold on. Poseidon. no are you serious <gasps> yeah. Dead serious. No. Was he actually Mike Mike Vogel? Yeah, he was in <gasps> Cloverfield. He was uh, Oh my god, he was, he was Jason! Uh, Jason Hawkins. Yeah. Oh, he
0: was Jason! Oh, that's why I recognized him. Oh, yeah. that's so, funny. So,
1: so uh listeners, what you just heard of Dan freaking out about finding out what that one guy was in, I did that for a solid five minutes because I just paused the movie about 30 minutes in. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm just looking up who the cast is. This cast is, is made up is made up of older actors with successful careers. And then actors who in the mid to late, like regular two thousands were supposed to like go into the 2010s and become huge stars and never did.
0: Oh, oh I would argue any did, but
1: <laughs> Okay. One person did. And Andre. But, well, and I'm Andre.
0: Kidding. You said Andre got onto Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then Fergie was in it. Um,
0: eh, okay. Finish. Uh, sorry. I, I have my own notes. But, yeah. Fisher hot take. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I
1: was just going to say, like, the cast in this movie was so, like... I wouldn't say stacked. That's not the word I would use. But the cast had so many people in there where it's like, I know him. Why do I know him? I spent a solid five minutes after starting the movie just pausing it and looking up these people on IMDb.
0: Okay, this is such I... a
1: strange. This is such a strange movie to watch fourteen years later because it's like I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. I know her. I know that guy. Like, right. I, but I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it I find it very entertaining um it was one of it's one of the strongest full pans I can give not in terms of uh like like I wish I could give it sprinkles but it just missed I'm just saying it, I, like I've said a million times i I have a lot of um weight in the entertainment value I get from a movie in my ratings and I was thoroughly entertained I found it very fun to watch um I find this movie to be, not not criminally underrated. I don't think that's the right term. I find it criminal how much this movie is overlooked and forgotten. Because it, it it like it's nothing groundbreaking. It really isn't. It's a redo of a movie that happened before. But it is a good time. It's fun to watch. It's a it's a I would say unique, but again, it's a remake. It's it's not you don't ever hear stories of cruise ships flipping upside down movies. There's two. There's this, and then the other one that was uh, this is remade of. Um, but what
0: else can you do besides what Poseidon set the presidents for? That's the thing.
1: You could have two ships flip upside down, and they have to go between ships.
0: You could have a wave so big that it flips one ship on top of another ship, and then they both somersault. So the one ship is actually upright, but it's underwater. And then the other ship on top of it is upside down
1: that sounds like a thing i think hot wheels did it when we were kids where they were like they were like we have these cars and they look like indie cars and then you flip the you flip this track that they go around flips them around and then there's two uh top sides of the car <laughs> um but to wrap my thoughts up i really enjoyed it um very glad we watched this very glad that i finally got to see it i give it a full pan
0: Nice. By the way, good job on your first uh, breakdown of the uh, the rating scale because I don't remember you ever doing that on the show before.
1: Uh. <laughs> I've done it like five times.
0: What have
1: you? Yeah, I'll, I did it a lot last year because uh, I would st- uh, since I was the one that came up with it. We we had co we say whoa we we
0: co created it.
1: You came up with cookie.
0: We we worked on it together. I agree that you took us off the stars, but. I could have swore we co-created it. But no, the current... No, I was.
1: I, I remember when I came up with it. We were, I was sitting at lunch talking to a guy, and he was like, you got to find a way to, like, what makes your show unique? What makes it stand apart? And I was like, we're about brownie. Oh, my God, we could make it re- related to brownies. And then I was like, oh, and then, like, here's how we rate movies. Like, I remember doing that.
0: I could have swore it was more... Are you saying that I'm? I think. Are you, I think that I'm, you, are you saying that I'm? Cartman and you're Jimmy while we're thinking of the the fish sticks joke?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you edit the show. I can't take credit for editing. Like I don't know how to do that. Okay. I. not I'm not. I'm. I, I'm just saying. I. I remember coming up with the with the scale.
0: I. Okay. I. I'll. I'll give you it for now. I don't. Re- I don't remember it fully. So. I mean, you probably did, but. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, do you do you
1: really enjoy what was was Timmy's line? Do you really enjoy not letting people have things?
0: Oh, I thought you were going to. I thought you were just going to say a joke again. I don't remember what line you're referring to.
1: (laughs) It's when I don't remember. It's right. It's right when like Jimmy is crying because Cartman won't let him have the idea. And he's like, no, we came up with it together. And he's like, are you serious?
0: I can't re- I can't remember. I have to watch that episode again. Um
1: they- I think I think it's I think it's what Jimmy says after they go on Ellen. But anyway, it's not the point. All
0: right, well, anyway, um I <clears throat> my my take on Poseidon. Um I hadn't watched this movie since and I alluded to this off mic, but I I know the last time I saw Poseidon was was when this a date was, movie? No, no, no. Dude, 2006. I was gonna say because no. this
1: actually, I was gonna say because this actually would work as a date movie.
0: Oh no, 2006. I I remember what the last time I consciously remember watching this was on the bus ride back from Washington D.C. to Indiana when we were in eighth grade and we took our D.C. trip. And I remember watch. I, I vaguely remember watching this movie like kind of passively, just like. <laughs> Kind of in and out of it. And then they were like,
1: "We're gonna take a tour. We're gonna take a tour of the Potomac River." Right.
0: (laughs) Like I just remember it was on, and then like when that was done, we still had a lot of the trip left, and then we watched National Treasure for like the seven hundredth time while I was in middle school. Uh,
1: Because that's the movie AC kids watch. Right. I. (laughs) We actually had that discussion off mic.
0: Yeah, that's 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 honestly the last time I remember watching this movie, and it may have been the only time I watched this movie up to up to this point. So more or less, I had fresh eyes coming into this movie. I knew it existed. I knew Kurt Russell was in it. I knew Emmy Rossum was in it, and that was basically it. I forgot Josh Lucas was in this. I forgot uh
1: dude. Do you wanna hear a real quick funny story about the Washington DC trip and movies on the bus? Cause we I'm pretty sure we rode different buses because I don't remember this being shown this movie on the Oh no, trip.
0: I I know for a fact we had Poseidon on my bus.
1: Okay. Do you wanna hear a real quick funny story about people and DVDs and movies and stuff on the buses? Sure. So I don't remember who was sitting behind me, but I remember it was uh, I it was someone that like I knew but I didn't really hang out with. And they brought um, whatever, like, most recent Saw was on DVD. Uh,
0: 2006, that probably would
1: have been the second or the third one. I think it was the second. I don't think it was the third. But it had, like, some special, like, cover where, like, it had, like, blood and stuff in it. And it had, like, fake Saw blades that, like, would move around in it. (laughs) And it was in their bag under their seat, and it got smashed, and it leaked the fake blood all over everything in their bag. And they were, oh freaking no, out. are, are you saying ser- it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: It is hilarious like i remember them like freaking out oh that's and so the, funny and the teacher was like what's wrong and they're like hey, hey my dvd case broke and, <laughs> and the teacher was like why did you even bring this and they're like i thought we could watch it on the way over and they're like <laughs> yeah, the on the dvd grade. player for the bus You're, and they're like yeah And they're like we wouldn't show that
0: Your bus watching an r-rated freaking saw movie
1: <laughs> when we're in eighth grade
0: oh that's great that's really funny <laughs> oh that's awesome i, w- I kind of want to look up saw with that kind of cover on it just to know which one that was but uh <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> but anyway uh uh where was i uh yeah uh i knew kurt and emmy were in this movie but uh i didn't know josh lucas was in this i forgot richard dreyfus was uh, Andre Bauer and Fergie. I definitely didn't know, uh, we in this, uh, also Kevin Dillon from entourage. He has a cool, he has a funny cameo in this, uh, and then Freddie Rodriguez, uh, the, the brother that that's all I'm saying right here. In this uh, at least on the top, uh, the brother that dies relatively early in the movie. Uh, I recognized him because I'm a big fan of six feet under and, uh, he's a predominant character in that show. Uh, Yep, you've never seen Six Feet Under, right?
1: Nope.
0: Okay, uh, but anyone that has watched that show, you know what character he plays. Uh, but anyway... uh, Man, my hot take on this movie... This was actually really damn good. I was very, very impressed with this movie. Uh, the biggest thing I took away from it was... Um, how quickly and how focused this movie was on... Okay... This is a disaster movie. Like it takes its time relatively speaking. Uh the movie's only 95 minutes long and the uh one thing in the trivia I read was that the actual accident happens 15 minutes into this movie. So
1: yeah, it's it's early. It what's I don't want to say what's uh interesting is what it did for disaster movies because I don't I don't know when like the day after tomorrow or 2012 or movies like that came out after this, but uh, this one, is of, very, okay. this is, one
0: of them was after one of them was before based on those. Yeah, two titles I, I, you
1: I'm, said. I'm just saying this is, this is when disaster movies stopped being, Hey, the whole movie is like the disaster happening. And you just kind of like, wait and wait and wait. And then there's a final like orgasm. Or, that was a weird way to say it. Final orgasm of like, Oh my God, look at the CGI. Right. Uh, just, Explosion death thing right? Uh, at, At this point Is when disaster movies Start going hey the big thing happens At the beginning and then it's just Like surviving the like If you survived the disaster You don't have to survive life after the disaster
0: Well I think that's a part of like What makes this movie so good is that Wolfgang At this point again This is the last big budget movie He's ever made he's more Or less retired after this movie He while I was watching this movie, to me, it came off that he had a fundamental understanding that, okay, I am making a disaster movie. It doesn't matter that I have paper-thin cookie-cutter character archetypes where Josh is the guy that's just like, oh, well, I just take people's money on boats and that's how I make money. And Kurt Russell's like, oh, well, I, I used to be important, but I have a lot of ghosts that I'm carrying around with me and I'm just like, you know, just trying to hang out in retirement and Try to keep my daughter from showing her boobs everywhere. And then Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> and then Richard Dreyfus, like clearly has an interesting backstory. Like the honestly, the two minutes that Richard Dreyfus has in this movie for his backstory are part of the two best minutes of this movie. And then uh all the other characters, I mean, you you figure out where they where they are. Like the mother uh played by Mia Mestero, she just can't keep track of her son, and she's got a backstory where why the father's not here anymore. Okay. We get all of that figured out in the first 15 minutes of this movie. Like, it, it works enough because the acting is good enough. I'm not going to say any of the acting is great in this movie, but all the actors do just enough that, like, I am actually somewhat interested in, like, if the boat didn't flick over, I might want to know what else, like, this interpersonal drama happens on the rest of this soap opera boat. But no, literally everything, at the 15-minute mark, boom, the f- boat flips over, and then the entirety of the 70 minutes of this movie after this point is just, oh, dear God, we're going to die. we got to get out of here. And it's set piece this after... This movie
1: was intense. It's like, set piece after set
0: piece after set piece after set piece. After set piece it, and that was it what I loved me... about this movie. It did not let up the accelerator at all. Literally, the whole 70 minutes after that... It's just like, oh my god, we're gonna die. Okay, we're we're okay. And like 30 seconds later, oh my god, we gotta get out of here next. Like, and every set piece itself is honestly set up really, really well. There Again, there's not a moment in this movie where it's not like, go, 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 go. And Wolfgang allows every single moment to feel so intense. And then, okay, we just made it out of this one. Oh god, we're in another thing now. Like... I mean, maybe that sounds comical the way I'm saying it, but
1: man, they this movie was really, really friggin' intense and uh, visually. It gave me feelings like when uh, we watched uh, Train to Busan, and not like to the same level as Uncut Gems were, but like it was just constant anxiety of like, all right, keep going, you gotta keep going, you gotta like. Yeah, no, that's really it. Really made you feel it really made you feel the ticking clock that this movie had.
0: Yeah, this movie definitely had an agenda, and it was clearly trying to be, like... It's not, like, United 93, like, real-time, or Train to on real-time, but, like, it, it it kept up the momentum. Like, it was like, oh, my God, if we do not get out of here this second, we are going to die. And I i love that part of this movie. Like, it's so... It, it's so intricately made that it feels like it's this much anxiety and like you're actually in there with them again all these characters are super thin archetypes that the acting is way better than it deserves honestly for the writing like it's all the acting is way better than this movie deserves which is a backhanded compliment I guess like it's a, this movie
1: this movie this movie so, should it's way better than it has any right to if, be if you if you made this movie 10 times nine times out of ten it should be schlock Right, no, this is absolute B-movie schlock. Like, honestly, the fact that, like, there wasn't any
0: outside force, like, uh, like a, like a monster, or, like, just generally, like, sharks or barracudas, or, like, the fact that... Are you,
1: are you trying to jump to what my idea is of what they should do with this movie and another franchise? No, you,
0: you, well, I mean, part of it, part of you inspired that thought, for sure, but, like, the fact that, like, this is strictly just we are going to drown drowning is the ultimate like fate of these characters. If they don't keep moving like this is pretty damn thrilling. Like it, it really works. Like the set, the sets look it, amazing. It's very
1: much a thriller rather than a horror movie.
0: Right. The, and to add on top of that, from a technical standpoint, the movie sounds amazing. All the sound work is great. The, the visual effects blended with the, uh, the work at the art department, like so much of this movie is actual real sets the movie looks amazing. Again, the acting is pretty...
1: The, the, CG, the CGI is not... I'm not trying to dock it too much, because like I said, this is 14 years later. It's similar to 2012, where it's starting to show its age.
0: This movie was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects.
1: Like I said, I'm not going to knock it. It's 14 years later. It's the It's the only Oscar... Now... Now it's starting to show its age and it's not too distracting. It's not like Eurovision where, Oh my God, why are those CGI whales doing that? There's just right. times where like, like the sweeping shot of the ship at the very beginning, like the, like basically the lap. Uh, oh kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it kind of looks it. And then there's just some random times where they like go it. I don't know what in, in movie terms it is. I just refer to it as the video game level establishing shot where like, you, like, you open this room, and then it's just like, whoa, look at the landscape we're in, and it. it, like, does a lap around the room. It's just a, it's um, just an,
0: est- it's an establishing shot, but it's also, like, the template that, or, uh, 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 it's an establishing shot, like, that first and foremost, but basically they use that extended establishing shot for the opening credits, like, back when movies actually cared about having an opening title sequence. <laughs> But um, but no, this was uh, this lost Best Visual Effects to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest, the second one, and the only other movie that was up for this award besides uh, that and Poseidon was Superman Returns. Huh. Uh, but yeah, no, I is it because of the bullet on the eye? Well, it, maybe I don't know, but uh, but yeah, that's the only Oscar that this movie was up for, and honestly, I think the visual effects look pretty damn good. Like I was saying um like the blend the way that the cgi blends with the actual sets like every single set was actually made like the ballroom was actually made upside down and uh right side up and every other set was made upside down like all the, none of this movie was really cgi except for that exterior shot that was also something in the trivia that i uh that i read but um i guess to wrap up my hot take on it uh no, this movie's fantastic. This movie's really, really good. I, I do have a couple issues in the writing. Like there's, uh, there's some character arcs I have a massive problem with, but, um, as a whole, I mean, when you just get right down to it, this movie knows exactly what it is. There's no fat on this movie. It's a very lean, straightforward disaster movie. Like,
1: we get, I, and I think that works very much in its favor, where it's not trying to be too elaborate, too smart, or too groundbreaking. It's like, hey, right, right. It's, it's very much like a White House, uh, or a, uh, was it Olympus? The first f- Has Fallen movie. I still Olympus has that fallen. that movie, that movie, that movie is really good. It's it's. It's very much a full pan, but it's a movie that should just be crap, but it just embraces where it's like, hey, we're not super smart. We're not we're not super advanced. We don't have some big giant philosophy that's that is so groundbreaking. Let's just be good quality entertainment for the people that are paying to watch this movie. Right, there's and no that's, and that's exactly what this movie is. There's no political
0: subtext, there's no environmental subtext, there's no nothing. It literally is just a bunch of people just people that have the vague underlines of a backstory that like we kind of get to know but not really that much to overthink it and then oh god there's a big wave and that honestly is it like it's just oh god a rogue wave shows up and it's just like if you can check your brain at the door and just accept that and go with the movie the rest of the way after the first 15 minutes it's a pretty damn good ride, it it really is. Like Poseidon is definitely underrated. I, I, I am withholding sprinkles. I am not gonna give this movie sprinkles, but because again, there's a there's a couple really big things in the writing that I kind of have a big problem with, uh, with specific characters. But aside from that, no, this movie absolutely is a full pan. Like Poseidon is a pretty damn good disaster movie. Like all said and done. Yeah, I thought it was great uh so okay um uh, problems with the movie like if we don't i mean unless you want to go through a plot breakdown like honestly the plot breakdown is just going to be just like set piece set piece set piece like because there's not really a plot to the movie like it's just like
1: this this movie very much plays out like uh an uncharted game where it's oh like, this is totally this movie, a video game if, oh my god if this, this was, is, if this was a video game it would just be an interactive movie video game this is
0: a better video game movie than literally any video game movie we've seen besides detective pikachu
1: Yeah, where like they're like the one the one that sticks out the most to me in terms of like being a video game level is when they're in like the grand ballroom elevator thing, which is one of the times like not this instance, but when they like establish this at the very beginning of the movie, I thought the elevators looked like CGI and kind of plasticky. Um, but yeah, there's no. I agree. There are like a. I'm, ex- I'm not trying. I'm not trying to point out every single time it's like that because it's not very many. It's just like this is one of the instances where if you go, Nick, what are you talking about? watch that shot at the beginning of the movie that's what i'm getting at yeah there um,
0: yeah i mean you're not wrong and i'm not trying to harp but like yeah there's yes there are a couple moments where the cgi kind of stands out i so like oh yeah this movie's 14 years old that's right like
1: yeah <laughs> I, i'm just saying i'm just saying like i'm not gonna harp on it just like this is one of those moments but the scene was it lucky larry what is that guy's name
0: wait which where well, which character i don't know any of these guys names the
1: guy that would that guy that should be in las vegas Josh Lucas? He had the mustache. No, he had the mustache. The guy that gets hit with the engine.
0: Oh, Kevin Dillon from Entourage.
1: Yeah. The so, guy who is the <laughs>
0: biggest douche and literally only gets casted to play gigantic douchebags in whatever he plays.
1: <laughs> this this movie comes across as uh, your character is um, the guy that uh, is like, befriends the mother and the kid. Was it Dylan? Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. It's like the video game, you're Dylan, and basically you help all these people across, and then as you're helping one of them across, the douchebag character is like, hey, hey, whatever, and he's like, he uh, he drops his fla- uh, whiskey flask, and then a gigantic motor hits him, and then oil falls down into the... Uh, water under like he gets hit by the motor he dies it falls in the water then oil falls in the water and it lights on fire and then there's a stream of fire that is going straight down and now you have to figure out how to get to the other side it this is your mission in the video game like there's every single segment is like that
0: But well, hold on i want to i want to ask you because uh, this is one of the only text messages or notes i have that uh i think is really worth noting I mean, at this point, frankly, uh, the uh, or no, there's a couple others I want to talk about. But um, the first one I sent you was you remember when Josh Lucas was a thing. I have his I I have his IMDb up right here, and I just want to read you the four movies that he is most known for. Uh, What are they? Number four. He played Hanson in A Beautiful Mind. Did you watch uh, did you watch that Russell Crowe film? No. Okay, I have, and honestly I don't remember him in it, because it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He is on the poster, and is a main character of Glory Road.
1: What is Glory Road?
0: Oh, I was holding out that you've actually seen that movie, uh, because I haven't either, but uh, (laughs) I, I might have. It's a basketball movie. Okay, then, yeah,
1: I have not seen it.
0: Um, it's uh, about a Texas Western basketball team in 1966.
1: Let me guess, it's Hoosiers, but from a different state.
0: I, from the description, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, he's also uh, a main character in the Reese Witherspoon film uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Ever saw it? I haven't either. Um, he was the character Leo in Ford versus Ferrari that we just watched last year. Leo. Um he was um Leo Leo Bibi. Uh he was I'm trying to find a photo of him if I can uh pfft. Nope cuz there's not that many photos within the actual movie. Uh dang, well that's unfortunate. I was trying to send you a photo of him cuz I do vaguely remember him in the movie. Uh, he's also in, uh, the, he's also in the TV show on, uh, Paramount Network, Yellowstone, but I'm guessing
1: you haven't watched that. Oh, I know who he is. He's the smug prick that's trying to take over Lee Iacocca's job. Oh,
0: okay. Yes. Now that you say that, yes.
1: Yes, I found I found a screenshot on Google, and he's the guy that. Um uh christian bale tells him why the mustang is such a crappy car right to his face right right at right. the unveiling of the mustang yes
0: <laughs> yes oh yes that unveiling yes that's that's the scene that okay now yes. that you say that yes okay
1: i know i know who he plays okay, okay. i i recognize him from that <laughs> okay yeah no I, I had
0: trouble visualizing like a big predominant moment that he was in four versus ferrari but yes okay now we're on the same page But no, the text message I meant by when I sent that to you was that, like, I do remember Josh Lucas in the early and mid-thousands, but after that, like, outside of Ford vs. Ferrari, like, he kind of, like, completely flatlined. So it was kind of refreshing to just be like, oh, yeah, I recognize that face, and, like, the fact that he's technically the lead role in this movie, I was just like, oh, yeah, this was supposed to be a star vehicle for him, and his career kind of took off to nowhere after this, like... (laughs) Versus everybody else, like Kurt Russell, like you were saying earlier. Kurt Russell like had a career up to this point. Then Richard Dreyfus, um uh, some amazing, yeah, this is, amazing This is amazing trivia much... that Richard Dreyfus had. Apparently in an interview, he straight up said, I only did Poseidon to use this paycheck to get my son into college. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. Oh
0: dude, Richard Dreyfus has an amazing, like uh Two years after this, on the Oliver Stone movie, W, he uh, he got in so many fights with Oliver Stone. Like, the fact that he he was one of those actors that had an earpiece.
1: Well, he's notoriously hard to work with, isn't he?
0: Yeah, like I was saying, on W, just two years after this, he, he was one of those actors that had an earpiece in his ear to, like, have his lines read to him. And, like... The fact that he did that, like, really, really pissed off Oliver Stone and, like, he would fight with him on set. Like... I wonder
1: why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, no, Richard Reif, uh, I just thought
1: it was hilarious. Like,
0: because I, d- I thought Richard Reif was really good in this movie.
1: He's very charismatic in this movie. He did not come across as someone sleepwalking through a role.
0: Right. That's how good an actor he is. And then uh, Emmy Rossum, just uh, a year or no, two years before this. She did one of my favorite movies, The Phantom of the Opera. And then she went after this to, like, make a name for herself on the Showtime show, uh, Shameless.
1: She's the girl that I think I texted you and I was like, wait, is this the lady from Pearl Harbor? And then I looked it up and I was like, no, but she looks like her.
0: Yeah. She <laughs> sent me, like, five text messages of just, like, oh, was that, oh, wait, no, that's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I very much was obsessed with the cast of this movie. And, oh, um, man. It's, um, but anyway, back to... The- I, I, I want to point out something since we t- kind of talked about uh, visual effects a while ago. I do want to point one out that I thought was very good. I I was a big fan of this shot. Was the one... I, I kind of mocked the scene right before this happened where I texted you where the guys, like, they're talking and, like, making sound and, like, just kind of chit-chatting, eating, like, clanging up dishes and stuff. And in the... Uh, I don't know the word. I want to say uh, the captain's room, but it's where like the uh, all the controls, the control room. That's the word. And right. um, th- the one guy goes, "Wait, quiet. Do you feel it? Something's off." Because I remember texting you. I was like, "How do you just know that?"
0: That's a that's uh, like, that's a lazy trope.
1: That's like that's such it's a like, lazy. Trope. How do you just know that? But then when he grabs the binoculars and he looks out the one window and you can see in the reflection of the glass of the binoculars, the wave in the in the black of the night. I was like, that is terrifying.
0: That's it's kind like, of a that's kind of a trope in itself that like that's how the reveal is. But
1: that shot was cool, though.
0: It's. It's kind of tropey, but like in the same time, like with the reveal in the binoculars. That's why I'm saying is like a little bit of a trope, but
1: it's a badass trope.
0: No, it's not a terrible trope, but the shot itself, when it cuts to the wave coming at it, and the way the sound works, like that's why I was saying earlier that the sound design of like the wave itself, like that to me scared me more than the shot in the binoculars. But
1: I think I actually think one of the most intense and scary things is after after they discover the wave like after the shot in the binoculars and they alert everybody and they cut back and fergie's like <laughs> i don't know why she sings like how i think Cher sings and um <laughs> they they sound the alarm and uh they're like brace for impact this is not a drill everyone report to your whatever stations and uh that i don't know how long in the movie it is i'd say like 30 to 45 seconds of everyone like realizing what's going to happen and they're bracing for it. And then the flip, like once it starts flipping, like just the lead up to that was so nerve inducing. Dude, the actual flip itself is
0: really, really great in this movie too. It's so
1: brutal.
0: The C again, the CGI did you, is did aged you look up those... so well. It still looks terrifying. Did you look up,
1: did you look up the videos I told you about? of where people on actual cruise ships record like not rogue waves but like when they hit rough seas because i i went on a cruise i don't watch
0: watch videos of people in terror
1: (laughs) well you should but um (laughs) in the actually the same year as when we went on that dc trip my family went on a cruise (laughs) uh for my grandparents uh like I think it was their 50th wedding anniversary. Uh, all their kids bought them tickets on a cruise and we all, and all the grandkids and their kids went on a cruise with them. And there was one night where the seas got really, really rough and it was, it was very hard to stand stand straight on the boat. And I, you didn't see like table smacking people, but like you saw stuff move, but there's, you didn't um, have
0: rogue electrical wire electrocuting people.
1: No, but the the video's like there's there's a video I've seen where they're on a they're on a these people are on a cruise ship and like dining room tables and chairs and stuff are just flying from end to end smashing into stuff. Jesus. Um but the other the other thing was when they say like report to your emergency stations or whatever. I remember when we went on that we had a lifeboat drill and I was like Wait, they didn't tell us anything about emergency stations. They just said, "Hey, if you're in these these decks, you need to go to this ball like this specific. Ours was a ballroom. You need to go here in order to be escorted to your uh, lifeboats." Was basically how it went. But there was nothing about like, "Hey, just this is an emergency situation." There's like, "Hey, if you gotta get a lifeboat, come here." Um, Right. But, dude, the flip. Oh my god, like, dude, just like. There's the one that sticks out the most to me is there's one guy that's like hanging on. He was at he was at the uh, like the bottom. Of, he was on like the dance floor or something, and they show the f- ship flipping over, and he's like holding on to something, and his hands slip, and they just like track him, and just the weight of his bot, like the weight the impact has when he hits the floor. I was like, uh, that was that wasn't settling.
0: Yeah, that was, um, that 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 shot you're talking about kind of makes me think of the one in uh, Titanic, like, when the boat is finally, like, getting yeah. completely vertical, uh, and you see I the guy, like, flying down, and he hits a rail, and then yeah. continues to flip and hits the water. Yeah, Like, that made me think I, of that I shot. referenced
1: I referenced the thing in Titanic when they, uh, spoiler alert, for those of you that don't know, at the end of the movie, they get out, um... <laughs> And I they jump out of the boat, and I was and like, "And then Jack oh, totally could have fit no- on that door." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, no one's gonna hit the propeller like in Titanic." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the funniest death in that movie. I'm sorry, but just the guy—he's like, "Ah, gong." Yeah. <laughs> in Thumbtanic, the the guy hits it, hits it and like actually stays on the propeller, and they zoom in on him, He's like, "Yeah, I've wet myself." Um. <laughs> <laughs> so um honestly the the sets are fantastic and well it's all it's all one...
0: practical like it's so i mean maybe there's more cgi and than i realized while i was watching it but it felt like so much of this was actual sets and actual practical effects of uh water like i mean i did read in the trivia they filmed so much of this actually on sound stages that were submerged in water that had safeguards that like, okay, we got to flip the switch and then go water comes in here and then go water comes in here. Like there were so many practical effects in this movie that I, oh, I so appreciate it because you don't see that anymore now.
1: Well, there was, there was one that I really wanted to compliment. Ironically, it's, it's the elevator post the flip. Oh, that, when they had to do the, room?
0: uh, when they had to do the fire hose slide.
1: Yeah. When they get in there, just the grand scale and just like that, I think that's the tallest room in the boat because, or ship. Yeah. Uh, because it has, you have grand elevators that take you to every level of the ship. So it's, it's going to be the biggest one. So there's people that just fell like insane distances. Yeah. But, uh, uh the one that I liked the way it looked, but I'm kind of glad we didn't spend too much time on it actually is the grand ballroom. Um, because the way, like the piano, I thought it was amazing. The that they paid attention to the to the detail of that piano definitely would be attached to the floor. So if what I was talking oh, about right, a while right. ago. Yeah, happened, where stuff was rocking back and forth, that a rogue piano would not start flying around and killing people. Oh, dude, that thing is so um, expensive
0: and has to be tuned so precisely. Like, the fact that any kind of yeah. grand piano would be on a boat and not bolted down, like, you were immediately asking for a huge insurance liability.
1: Yeah. um, And then I remember texting you, it's when it started happening because the they're like, we've got an air bubble, we've got these uh, airtight doors and we've got all this stuff as uh, we'll stay in here and we'll just wait for the rescue to come because it should have sent transponders out of like hey this happened we got hit by a rogue wave and we've capsized fully and eventually as the adventures go on for the other people the boat does start sinking and the windows start cracking and I remember texting I was like yeah actually I was wondering at what point are, are those windows not going to handle the pressure
0: I thought that was absolutely horrifying. Once that happened, like, I mean, yes, that actual moment, us watching it is pretty insane. But when we cut back to all the survivors, Kurt and Josh and and Emmy and everybody
1: else, like, That is, they, that is, that is so, so, so mortifying. Dude. To just be like, what, what do they do? They sit there and listen. They listen
0: not only to a bunch of screams, but all the screams gradually and then just out of no just suddenly stop that is absolutely spine tinglingly cringe inducing and I, I
1: did i did like uh when fergie who did not die in the fall uh or the flip right because i remember texting you i was like did fergie die for a death um she when, died one of
0: the most, she died in at like the saddest moment in this movie.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I actually really liked her death scene when she walks up to the captain and I can't remember if they kiss, but they at least hug. Oh
0: no, they did not kiss.
1: <laughs> I, dude, I couldn't remember. Um,
0: they definitely did but not she kiss.
1: Did, she, she, she's very much, you know, it's, it's very similar to um, like when I'm not saying the emotional impact and it's not as well written. I'm not saying that, but like. When the captain on the Titanic is standing there and the windows break, but he also like kind of just like walks in and uh, when the people playing the instruments on the Titanic until it finally sank. Oh just, yeah, just the just the uh, dignified response of "I'm going to die. Nothing I do will stop it. So why panic? Because it's going to happen no matter what." Right.
0: I'm going down with and the ship. They, and yeah. then
1: embrace, they embrace each other. I thought that was a very nice death scene. That was. That was. Um, Speaking of Fergie. Oh, I was going to... Oh, I, sorry. <laughs> I, I just want to point out what we talked about. Um, her singing makes no sense for that band. She. She's not. A, she is not a big band singer, and it sticks out so much.
0: <laughs> my only counter to that is that she got this movie because this was before... The black eyed peas were two thousand and late and they were actually relevant.
1: This This was before we were tired of them showing up and everything, like the Super Bowl forty five halftime show. This was Seriously? No, this was exactly this was That's my only complaint from that night because the Packers beat the Steelers. But I hated that halftime show. I was like I remember watching that, I was like, that is legitimately one of the worst halftime shows I've ever seen.
0: This was when they were relevant in regards to this movie, because I don't remember that halftime show, frankly, but They. This was when they were relevant. It's 2006, height of Black Eyed Peas. So why not? You gotta, you gotta roll for a singer who. I mean, honestly, this was my note about it. Like in reality, if she went from the Black Eyed Peas to being a cruise ship singer, this is not an upward movement in uh in her career. Frankly, it's a downward movement. But, (laughs) (laughs) but. Really, just for like the platform, for the sake of like a big budget Warner Brothers movie, like, sure, absolutely, take the paycheck, you get to sing a song, and then you get a cool test scene in it. Like, I, I don't blame her. Well, like, <laughs> well, I was just, I'm just saying, I'm not like, saying we, she's we good in the about movie, it. but and she's not. We talked. We talked bad.
1: We talked. That's what I'm saying is we talked about it in our text messages. She's, uh, she's not bad in the role, and I'm not even saying that she's a bad singer. It's just her style doesn't match up. It's like. It's right. like having a flamenco guitarist or no. No, not flamenco guitarist. That's that's <laughs> that's too that's too good of a musical thing. But like that's like having someone that is a like death metal singer show up for your boy band. Right. They're good in their category. These categories don't mix very well. Yeah. <laughs> like can, Big band music and Fergie.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, can we talk about the one biggest complaint I had in the movie?
1: Yeah, that you thought it was secretly racist.
0: Well, no, it's not. It, it, that's that's way harsher than what I was trying to say. But I, <laughs> I, I found it kind of strange, like that. Um. I'm not well. Okay, first, I'm not surprised that the movie, even in 2006, had um, not the black guy dies first trope, but kind of more expounded upon the mon- the minority guy dies first trope. I I
1: do want to say it's as I, I'm not going to fault you for having a problem with that with that trope. Well, there's a there's a but... bigger
0: there's a bigger issue I have with it that just happens to start there. I'm just trying to say that this is where it starts to my bigger issue
1: that death is very like the deaths are pretty emotional in this movie and right and that that's one of the first deaths where he's like hanging on to richard dreyfus the elevator is falling down and he's gonna drag richard dreyfus like they can't pull richard dreyfus up because they're not strong enough and uh dylan looks looks him dead in the eye and goes kick him off and i i just love richard dreyfus's reaction where he's like what and he goes kick him off or both of you are going to die.
0: I'm not saying that is not actually pretty well written. Like the I I did kind of half jokingly, half serious like cuz yes, that is a pretty big emotional moment. Like either you both die or one guy dies. I just I
1: I'm, I'm just I'm not I'm I'm not faulting you for your problem with it. I'm just saying like that death scene is act, it is powerful in how like they're like like,
0: right, and the fact that Dylan, the character, Dylan is not the character. Dylan's
1: not the Dylan's not the COO from Train to Busan. He's not right, some evil right, right. person that's just only caring about himself. He's just saying like, you know, you have to kill him to save yourself. If you don't, both of you die. Like he basically was saying, there's no situation where this guy lives, but there is one where you live, and you have to kick him off. Right. I'm not. So- and also, and also, in my experience with dress pants, Richard Davis's pants would have fallen down. <laughs> but no I I yes I get it like the emotional
0: states from a character standpoint yes that is a big deal like okay both of you die or one of you dies yes I did half jokingly just because I didn't think it would have a bigger thing to the rest of the movie that text I sent you was a joke oh ha of course the minority character dies first but the bigger issue I have with that is that now that in their caravan like once they find her they find his sister the the arc of these characters which by the way I don't know why the 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 brother that's not his
1: that's not his sister was that his girlfriend she basically she, okay so the 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 woman character you're referencing I can't remember her name she has the cross she has what is it
0: she has the cross necklace
1: yes she' was, wasn't that has his a sister? brother no. She has a brother in New York who is sick and pos- – I can't remember if he oh. is dying or he could die from the sickness. She met this guy in her home city of somewhere foreign. and Yeah, somewhere
0: foreign. <laughs>
1: and he said, I can sneak you into America. You have to come with me on this ship, oh. And basically. Oh, he's uh, he's ushering her in but they're like close friends essentially
0: i 100 percent must have been texting Maybe you they i had they to have might, been texting you when i missed that note
1: <laughs> they might have been hooking up but they are definitely not related oh she file said this she in the... she said she met him
0: oh file this in the same folder that my take on captive state went in uh
1: <laughs> and and my uh, understanding of that one scene with the granny character in Train to Busan.
0: Okay, so I definitely missed one context note, probably because I was texting you at the same time.
1: Um, um, but
0: anyway, that that doesn't take away the bigger argument that I'm trying to say. That that actually does not, because I. Okay, so as you said, these are two characters that are relying on each other to to cross the sea for whatever reason. So. Now that the male has died, the one girl, all that she's thinking about other than I hope I live, is that I hope I live to see this guy. So the whole, like, now her, whenever we see her on screen, we're now wondering, like, oh my god. When is she going to find out the guy died? When does she find out that no, the guy died? No, her, her
1: whole thing is she's wanting to live so that she can see her brother in New York, not that one guy.
0: But when does she find out that the one guy died? Like, when does it... G- I don't
1: think she does.
0: Well, obviously she doesn't, because she actually does die. Like, okay, so it does kind of recontextualize it in the fact that, like, yes, yeah, she wants to see her brother. But at the same time, like, she's curious. She's got to be wondering where the guide is, and... And then, in a freak accident, like during the random escape, like while they're swimming in the tunnels, she gets caught, and then
1: which is when I got my idea for they should cross this movie with another one. Right,
0: right, right. Like I just, she, she gets tangled up, and then she hits her head, and then oh well, she dies after all. Like yes, that's tragic. She doesn't get to see her brother, but I thought that was kind of cheap. At the same time, it's just like oh well, okay, that's one way to not have any kind of responsibility for the dramatic reveal that, like, the guy that was taking her to her brother in the first place, like, she never gets to have any kind of dramatic, like, moment where she finds out that he died, too. Like, I... I don't know. I was just kind of underwhelmed. I was just like, oh, well, there's a lot of dramatic tension in this, and then it's just like, oh, well, you killed off the one guy. What are you gonna do with the girl? Oh, well, you're just gonna kill her off, too? Okay? And at least at this point in the movie, also, like my liberal hat I'm gonna tip on, I was just like, okay, well, yes, you do have, like, 200 people die on the ship, but I was just like, of the principal cast, you kill off the two minorities first, like, eh, okay, like, I, I mean, not trying to, like, harp on it that hard, but, like, and you should definitely still see this movie, I just, (laughs) I don't know, I just,
1: I just had an issue with just, like, there was, it didn't stick out as much to me, but I don't fault you for having it stick out for you.
0: It's 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 a it's a it's extra elements of dramatic tension that could have added to this movie that is just like oh well, cool that that guy died and like wow that actually is pretty big and then how are you gonna have payoff for this? Oh well she's gonna die too. And it's like oh well, okay like that's one way to get rid of that rid of that problem I guess for the rest of the characters is just oh well she happened to die like I okay. I don't know. I was, I just kind of felt underwhelmed. I was just like, okay, well you got rid of that problem pretty easy, I guess.
1: So speaking, speaking of that one lady's death scene, the movie franchise that I think could really capitalize on crossing over with this idea is that scene where she gets tangled up and she smacks her head, trying to get herself untangled, knocks herself unconscious and then ultimately drowns. Um, is, I texted you during this, I was like, oh my god, are they gonna, like, round a corridor and there's just a shark sitting there? And then, I and I, then... I
0: genuinely had this thought, too, is just like, okay, how did this movie like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like, in a movie where you're trapped underwater, how did they not decide to add like, animals into this? Like, how is that not an extra sign of danger in this? Like,
1: <laughs> i don't know it doesn't make it it doesn't make it
0: bad at all but like at the if you want to think about it it's just like oh well okay well why did they not like it's just a fun little thought experiment
1: but, but then in all capital letters i texted you oh my god this should be the third 47 meters down is these people are on a cruise ship it gets hit by a rogue wave it flips over it's filling up with water and now there's sharks in it.
0: The legal copyright of like the potential well the potential copyright of like getting sued by the uh, the 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 estate of the author of Poseidon Adventure aside. That's not a bad idea to take this. We already had two girls trapped in a cage and Cuz it's
1: already super intense and you add sharks to it, super duper intense.
0: Well, we've already had two girls trapped in a cage where the the safety cable snaps and then we had a bunch of scuba divers trapped in a cave that they're scuba diving in. Okay.
1: And What's another way that You don't have to make the sharks blind so it's hard for them to see in this new environment because they're in a boat and they're not familiar with it even though I think the sharks might be bigger than the hallways. It's a semantics problem, but Right. Yeah. And, that's, someone, and that is that someone in Hollywood make this happen.
0: That that also kind of eludes um open water and open water too where open water was a bunch of scuba divers are all going on an expedition together. And then when they all get out of the water, the guy miscounts the head count and leaves two people behind. And then the second one
1: Who's super duper die.
0: Yeah. And then the second one is a bunch of people hanging out in the boat. And then for some reason, I don't remember why I haven't seen it, but for some reason when they're trying to get back on the boat, the ladder falls off the boat. So they have no way to get back on the boat. So with the boat right next to them, they just have to float there, and that's I, that's all they can do. Like, they, there's no way for them to get on the boat. There
1: was not one—legally, doesn't there have to be one person on the boat? Well, Like, there's not one guy up there who's just like, here, take my hand, I can pick you up.
0: Legality is not on their mind. They all want to go party, they're on the boat, and then, oh, just lay the ladder down in case we want to go get up, and then the ladder falls oh, it off. Oh,
1: it wasn't a tour? No, no,
0: no, no, no. This is just
1: a party. Oh, moment. I was I was thinking it was a tour.
0: No, if I if I remember the plot right, like maybe I'm mixing it up with a different title, but um, I know there's a shark movie. I think it's Open Water Two, where uh, there's a party boat and they all get in the water, and then while they're in the water, the ladder falls off, and then it's just like, oh well, crap, we're stuck in the water now, and then they all get eaten. Like I think that's Open Water Two. I, I I might be wrong. I mean, email me if I'm wrong, but I know there's a shark movie where
1: that's the plot. That was a pretty big clap of thunder. Um, is there any... Oh, the the one scene I do want to mention before we kind of get to the Nick Cage thing. Like, like I said earlier, obviously they get off the boat. Uh, Kurt Russell's death scene was very... Not hard to sit through, but just very like, oh, my God, that's pretty hard to watch. I did. I did roll it. my
0: eyes just a tad bit where
1: it looked before he pushes the button.
0: Yes, where it looked like he died, but then yeah. Oh wait, I got to press this button. Press and then he dies. Like I did kind of roll my but eyes just a little bit at that.
1: I rolled I rolled my eyes when he when he did the button push. But watching someone drown and like gasp their life away, I was like, oh God, movie. I didn't want to watch that. Well, back to Forty Seven Meters Down too.
0: Like that was like a that you you mentioned that too when the one girl died, like trying to escape a shark and she was in that tunnel and then just like, oh my God, there's it's it's this tunnel and I just can't get get uh, uh, and then she died. Like, yeah,
1: it it's just I yeah I think I did say that in that review too. Like it's just that's hard to watch. Like it's just like, right. It it just it it puts. It, it slams reality in your face of like, oh, yeah, I guess drowning would be a terrible way to die. I found the one we found the one thing consistently that
0: actually upsets you while we're watching a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not laugh until he pushed the button.
0: <laughs> There's in our Top Gun review. We talk about one thing that actually upsets me greatly. Um, <laughs> I guess we found the one thing that genuinely upsets you. <laughs> drowning
1: remember I'm the guy that one of the people one of the two people on the show that absolutely hate open water
0: and for me well I do too I do too I can just suspend my I hates hates hate let me
1: clarify hates swimming in open water I ditto absolutely ditto I, I yeah that's why I said two people because there's two people on this podcast yes
0: yes um and for me in our other review uh it's uh open tongue kissing i <laughs>
1: god man i forgot like you sent me that note during that scene or when i got to that scene and you're just like there's just so much tongue in that scene and i was like i was like there can't be that much and then it played and i was like i feel like every single time a tongue shows up i'm seeing this because of dan
0: oh dude oh two tom cruise movies we've seen for the show i get horrifically grossed out by one specific
1: moment in it I. (laughs) <laughs> um so so to the main question nicholas cage who would you want nicholas cage to play in this movie and why
0: oh our other review was so much easier for me than this movie um i i don't know if it's kind of a cheap answer or an easy answer for this but i it kind of stood out for me to have nick cage as uh kevin dylan the guy that gets the engine dropped on him
1: <laughs> uh okay so i don't know I, I mean i don't
0: know i don't know if that's an easy answer or not but like the way that like i mean maybe it's because i saw him leaving las vegas and like i can see him at a table and then like th- pulling out the, the the flask and it's just like th- just i don't know it's an insignificant character that like you could have a big name role in it because he's only in it for like 10 minutes like i just
1: so so here's the thing watching the movie I thought that I didn't think it when I asked the question. And then when you said that's who you'd want it to be, I was like, actually, yeah, that is who I'd want it to be.
0: <laughs> um, nice.
1: I've got a stupid response. I, d-
0: I, I have no other response. Who else could possibly be, uh, or who else could Nick Cage possibly be in this
1: Fergie? Oh, really? Just because I want to see him sing and dance.
0: Oh, Oh, that'd be horrific. Oh, um, Jesus.
1: But uh, um another another response another choice I have is um the Dylan character.
0: Yeah, Kevin Dylan, the guy the the, the douchebag at the table.
1: <laughs> oh, you, no no no, I'm not I no, no no, I'm talking like the lead. Oh, Dylan, jo- oh
0: like, no, Josh
1: Lucas's character. Okay. Yeah. I I think it'd be interesting to have him be the lead. Um, I'm here
0: on every single cruise ship every day of every year trying to find clues for the declaration
1: of independence <laughs> well like it, it on it honestly on a serious note just the uh he he comes across like someone that could play a gambler character very well
0: and also have a hidden backstory like if nick cage was in this movie it was just like yeah i just make my
1: money I'm a castle and a triceratops skull i
0: make my money swindling people on cruise ships and uh and then when after the accident happens, like, oh yeah, I also happen to be in the navy. Just like, oh, of course, you happen to be in the navy. Like, I know, <laughs> I I did love the one. I did love the one line. Like right when they started to escape, and Josh Lucas is just like, I know how to get out of here. And then Kurt Russell's like, How do you know? And then Josh is like, I know ships. And he's just like, Okay. Like, <laughs>
1: I the uh, one thing that really stood out to me as being. Um just horrific to witness was i I pointed out to you when we started watching the movie was i liked that there's an air bubble in the like a certain part of the ship and then because of everything happening and chemicals are spilling on electrical contacts that it normally wouldn't come in contact with it causes explosions so it fully helps once those explosions happen and it sucks out the air bubble i like that the ship it finally fully flips oh dude the, the uh, fully, they call the flash the flash fire
0: the full flash fires dude oh my god yeah I, we almost went this whole dude. interview without talking about those like oh my god the, those the were scene, insane
1: the scene where they're leaving i think they're leaving the nightclub and they touch the door and he's like the like he literally takes a cup of water and throws it on the door and it immediately turns to steam yeah and then he's like he's like Behind this door, he's like, I don't know if it's a flash fire or if it's a, or if it's a sustained fire, and we won't find out unless we open it. And I like they open it, and they're like, Oh yeah, it's a flash fire. And then they start talking about him being in the navy. I thought that was pretty neat. And then like they find corpses that are just I was like curious. charred. I was so and they're
0: curious like, about like if that was an actual thing that like could happen like in physics or reality or anything like that. That was that was fascinating to me.
1: Well, the the fire is gonna go to wherever there's oxygen and if it is pressurized which when that boat flipped over it became pressurized right being in the water bubble. yeah yeah uh yeah it it I w- i'm not saying i know for 100% fact i don't think it's a very far far fetched idea for that to be a thing um but just when he's like Oh my god, flash fire. It's a terrible way to die. It just turns your lung into tissue paper essentially and it lights it on fire. I was like, "Jesus Christ, that sounds terrible." Oh my god. Right. Like that's Like every every way to die in this movie is excruciating. Yeah. Like this this movie kind of comes across as a uh, a final destination movie too where like hey. the people die in that nightclub <laughs> and like they're getting electrocuted. And then there's the people getting their lungs lit on fire. And then there's the girl that smacks her head. There's death people that not, fall to their death. Death is not there's that straightforward. people stra- that get <laughs> furniture to smash on themselves.
0: Death is not that straight. you stra- imagine being someone... Death is not that straightforward being- in the Final Destination franchise. I've seen all five of those. Death is not that straightforward. He is, a way-, he is way more convoluted and elaborate in those movies.
1: <laughs> Sending a rogue wave to flip a ship upside down is not elaborate.
0: No, it's it's no t- I mean in movie reality it's not that elaborate if death did the death wave in final destination there would be no final destination like everybody would die in the initial accident at the start of every movie and all of them would be 15 minutes long
1: dude can you imagine how I, I like the the shot too where they showed like the people that like I, I don't think there's very many people that were actually on the deck at the time but where like They were not far enough in the ship that once the ship flipped over, they wouldn't get sucked out. Or like if a window smashed, they wouldn't get like sucked out of the ship like that shot where it's upside down and all the people are screaming and drowning. I was like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. Like every death in this movie is like a horrific death. I love the I I love the
0: irony of that shot of the people who were spending New Year's in a pool and then we see the pool like have its own like kind of little mini wave while the pool while the whole ship is flipping over i thought that was kind of funny yeah
1: <laughs> i i liked the detail in the cgi where it's like uh pulled back from the ship And you can see as the ship is flipping over and the wave is coming over the top of it, you can also see that the pool itself is emptying into the ocean. Like, the attention to detail in the CGI on that was really good.
0: Oh, dude, that's why it was nominated for Best... That's part of why it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Like, again, the CGI in this movie is actually really not bad. Like, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Warner Brothers definitely spent a lot of money on this movie. And it shows, like, again, inside the ship, like... I had a I had genuinely a couple moments where I could not tell where it was CGI versus just the actual set. Like Wolfgang actually did such a great job at trying to be so practical with this movie. I I kudos to him like for a final movie to send your career into retirement, like my hats off to you. This movie could have been a hell of a lot worse than it actually was.
1: Yeah. So do you have anything else you want to talk about? Because I mean, we didn't do a plot by plot breakdown, so there's no plot to this movie there's, unless there's we wanted some, to just like there's some stuff we didn't there's some stuff we didn't mention some some things we didn't mention. Um, the kid uh, is not that kind not that much anti- not
0: that much in my notes. Like I I have one specific note that said, "Just realized I haven't texted you anything in 15 minutes. This got pretty intense."
1: <laughs> Here, let me let me just scroll through mine real quick and make sure I'm not forgetting anything.
0: Uh, no like i said in my notes like i have way more notes for i or i had i had way more notes in our other movie than this one like i got so engrossed in this like i i had maybe like 20 total notes in this movie and none of them are consequential really outside of what we
1: already talked about uh honestly the one thing that um stuck out to me that i thought was worth kind of pointing out was my note to you about did this come out during the 3D craze? Oh, There are some shots in this movie that seem seem like they're playing up to a 3D effect, and then this did not have a 3D at all.
0: No, the 3D craze started really with Avatar in 2009, and this movie came out in 2006. I actually thought that was a really interesting note that you had that, because I did not think of 3D at all while I was watching this, and...
1: I can't remember. There's a couple. It's it's a small handful of shots, but there's a couple shots where it feels like they're like pointing something at the camera, like "ooh, it's pointing out at you." Uh, I can't remember the specifics for them. So it's just it wasn't all. It's just bad. But it's just depth of
0: field. Like you can have really great shots with depth of field without like needing to go 3D. Like that's that's part of the beauty of lenses is that you can have a long lens to really emphasize something and like make that illusion. Like, you don't have to have that extra layer. Of like it's coming at me, like I. That's the thing. Like yeah. it's.
1: I- I'm just saying. No, that's like to answer the only your question, no. I this was I thought was worth this... mentioning.
0: Yeah, no, it it it's an interesting note, but I mean, my answer is no. Like 3D really didn't come back into play until Avatar came out in 2009, three years later. Like, <laughs> and now it's kind of disappeared already. Now ten years later, like it's not a big deal if your movie comes out in 3D anymore.
1: Yeah, at least at least until
0: 2021 when Avatar
1: two comes out. But other than that, I mean, we've we've done a Nick Cage thing. I don't really have much else to talk about on this movie. Just it. It's very good. I highly recommend people see it. Um, It I would say it would be a fantastic movie to watch with a group of people at in like a living room. I think it'd be a great movie to watch. I think it'd be a very fun crowd movie.
0: I agree. I I think this is a very good movie. Um I I will personally kind of expound it beyond the crowd. I I mean a crowd would be great like if you have a bunch of friends, but like if you're just in the mood just like by yourself or just with your significant other and yeah, you just want to watch like
1: Don't don't think don't think this is by my comment. Don't think that this is great only if you're in a crowd. This movie would be a great watch just in general, but if you and a bunch of friends are like what should we do? we can't really go out because of COVID and we're just like the three or four of us and we just want to hang out cause we haven't seen each other. Uh, pop this in. It's worth it.
0: Oh no. If you want an empathetic kind of just like, well, how could things get any worse? Like this is a fantastic disaster movie. Like there's a bunch of disaster movies where the acting's terrible. The effects are bad or the effects are great, but the acting and the writing are terrible. Like, this is genuinely, like, the best of both worlds. The acting is so... The acting is good enough. I I I don't, I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment like that sounded, but the acting is pretty solid. The writing is very straightforward and to the point. And then, what else is left? The point of the movie. The spectacle. The mayhem. The effects. And this movie delivers that... In spades. This movie looks and sounds fantastic this is a pretty fantastically directed disaster movie and that's what you need in a disaster movie does it look good does it sound good is it terrifying to watch does it have suspense this movie absolutely has it again my reservations with some of the character writing aside at the end of the day like what do i want out of a disaster movie a bunch of people in peril that i kind of care about or at least somewhat care about and yeah. Yeah. If I if that's all you want, this movie is exactly what you need. So yeah, it's a full pan for both of us, right? Not sprinkles.
1: Yeah, full pan doesn't get sprinkles because I, I don't look at this movie and I'm like, this deserves attention for uh, for an award to something or not nothing really. screams Oh, the visual this effects. The be- I, I I was I'll okay, stand with this I'll, movie I'll for the that. visual effects award. But well, I mean now. But what I'm getting at is nothing in this movie really oh, screams. now, yeah, s- really screams something about one of the best things we've seen all year or whatever. It it just to me is it's a solid good time. It it knows what it is. It knows it should be. It could very easily be schlock, but it just it's like hey, I know what this is. Let's just be the best version of this that we can.
0: Oh yeah, this movie absolutely had way more. Uh, going for it than it had any right to and uh i agree it's not it probably won't be on our best time machines of the year list but uh no man this was a this is a pretty be an solid honorable mention <laughs> no this was honestly a pretty pretty darn solid uh, disaster movie like for its specific subgenre so uh with that we're gonna take a very brief break and when we come back We will let you know what we got coming on next week. All right, everybody, that is our thoughts on Poseidon. Uh, Thank you so much for giving us a listen for this review. Uh, Hopefully, you all have been enjoying this new format that uh, we've been trying out. Uh, This is our second week of it. Uh, If you are listening in uh, chronological order, all the episodes, uh, you just listened to our review of Top Gun right before this with our special guest, James Bray. And... uh, yeah, just uh, let us know what you think about it, um, and continue to uh, just listen on. I mean, I, is this a few gay
1: one, or is this is this mine?
0: No, this is yours. Um, I was going to get to that, but yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, I was gonna I was gonna say few gay, but I was like, wait, actually, I think this one I was like, if this is mine, I don't think there was any few
0: Yes, gay. this was your pick. You should remember that. Uh, yes, I just. Uh, But yeah, like I I was saying, uh, hopefully you all are enjoying uh, this new format that we are going through, uh, or testing out, I should say, uh, releasing all the episodes, or segments, into their own episodes, Uh, and then of course, as always, thank you to Nick for this specific episode for uh, the bumper music, and uh, yeah, Uh, like I said... Hopefully, you listened to the other episode. If not, just let us know what you think of how we've been doing so far with uh, this new format. Uh, and let us know what you thought of Poseidon as well. Uh, where can you reach out to us for that feedback? Nick has that answer.
1: Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram, brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter, brownie uh at brownie underscore cinema, as well as brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Send us Brownie Bytes ideas, whether it is topics you want us to discuss, countdowns you want us to do, movie trailers you want us to uh, talk about, brownie, or I'm sorry, time machines you want us to do, or new releases you want us to do. Uh, we'd love to hear from you.
0: And as always, we will always be here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and uh, Outcasts. Uh, that was brought to my attention lately, that that is a platform that we are particularly popular on. Uh, but yeah, we will always be here for you guys. Huh, I didn't even know it was a thing. Hi, people on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will always be here for you guys every single week uh, as we embrace this new format where we will give you individual reviews as their own episodes. Or if you want to listen to the entirety of the show, that will be coming out every single thursday all the other segments will can what's it called the <laughs> you've gave us you gave us the the memorable title for that so i'll let you say it
1: hang on a minute uh, i gotta get back to oh it is the massive dump edition
0: i can't believe you had to look back on paper yeah, I for had that to look it up <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just called it the... I want to make sure I got it exactly right. I just called it the full episode in our feed, but yes, we like to use the soliloquy of uh, the Mega Dump episode. Um, Every other episode, again, is uh, coming out...
1: I'm perpetually a child.
0: (laughs) Every other episode is going to be coming out on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Sundays will be our Brownie Bites, Tuesdays will be our first film review, and then Thursday will be our time machine, if not our second time machine, depending on what our first film is. And with that, feel free to let us know what you think of how the new format is, and recommendations and whatnot. Continue to wear your damn mask. And, uh, with that, we will see you all on the next episode.
1: Do you think that if everyone on the Poseidon boat um went to Top Gun they would have been like the best thing we can do is try and fly planes off of this boat to live well if they were on a if they were on a carrier maybe (laughs) (laughs) they could actually you know what would be funny is if they if they combine those two movies with Transformers and the boat was like uh, Megatron and then one of the planes is Optimus Prime or something like this totally works <laughs> if it was Optimus Prime's voice just going this totally works <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe, him crashing into the waters would cause the rogue wave because I remember like pointing out in the movie uh, we didn't talk about it in the review um, but there's a point where like they get outside and I was like they better not show like there's a, a, a safe or a rescue ship coming for them immediately in the background because because of that wave any ship in the area is probably either capsized or uh is being rescued themselves
0: oh that's a fair point that's actually a fair point yeah oh that's funny
1: See what happened was there was this wave, and this wave was rogue. It's rogue wave. It happens. They're dangerous. They're unpredictable, and it just smashed it into the side of the ship and flipped it over. There was explosions, and now they need a cage man to uncage the caged ship in the water. It's upside down. It's Poseidon.